Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number three. Hey, just want to give a shout out. There is a crew of you uh, that listens to this very regularly. In fact, I was in a meeting this week and and heard somebody just kind of off the cuff talk about one of the things they had learned in the podcast. And I was just so encouraged, encouraged by it. They, they weren't trying to like prop me up or anything like that, but it was like, it was a part of the language it like had really set in. And so I was just sitting back listening to that conversation and so encouraged, so, so very encouraged. It really um, is something I desire and hope for is that people don't just listen to things because Hey, it's another thing to add. It's another piece of information. If we all can be honest during this period of time, there's like information overload. There is so much information out there. Um, I love when it's just so much more than that, that it's something that maybe people listen to. And then they go, go, what does that mean for me? How can that, how can this passage and these thoughts kind of revolutionize or change my life or maybe just make small little incremental changes in order to be like Jesus? That is so encouraging uh, to me. It's why I come out here. It's why I do this. It's why um, I sit out here on this front porch is I feel like God's teaching me so much. And then the opportunity, um, uh, I just feel very, very, um, very excited. I, I, I hesitate to use the word blessed because it's overused, but I really do feel a sense of gratefulness uh, to be able to learn and then to be able to hand off some thoughts and that the idea is that other people would be kind of struggling through the same things that I'm struggling through. Like, I love that, that it feels like we're a part of something like a body, you know, like Paul talks about, you know, it's not just my thoughts, my convictions. It's something that we can be convicted together. And if there's anything that I can say that we need right now is we need some form of togetherness. And that's what the word of God does. It's reinforcing who we are in Christ and who we are together. And so I I love that about this podcast, and I love that for those of you who are just turn, tuning in and figuring out if this is your first time listening to one of these podcasts, welcome. So glad that, that you're checking out. A couple things is um, I really do appreciate those who are listening and you're sharing um, uh, this with your friends and, and family and social media feeds. And, and then for those of you, uh, some of you know we have a, a Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N uh, dot com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. And some of you have gone on there and made a donation. Uh, just thank you so much. That's really encouraging. It helps me to continue to move forward in the things that I really do feel like uh, God's asked me to do. And I don't toss that out there like, uh, you know, like, well, God told me to do it, so I have to do it. And it feels kind of like, man, I feel like everybody, it feels like a, a trump card, if you will. No, I really do. I, uh, about a, nine months ago, I sense I really feel like this is something that I need to do. And so I have really enjoyed coming out here on the front porch and uh, doing this. And I'm, I'm grateful for those of you who have really supported it along the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It, it uh, is very encouraging. So our passage for today, Romans 8:28, uh, and it says this, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to uh, his purpose. 
Um, Patty and I uh, met at Moody Bible Institute. Uh, I took my first job as a pastor up in Gurney, Illinois at Emanuel Baptist Church. Shout out to Emanuel Baptist Church. Still a really, really amazing church. I have really great friends who work there. Uh, Senior Pastor Josh is just a great guy. So I, uh, I did my first kind of four years of ministry up there. And then Patty and I felt through a long story uh, that we were supposed to move down to Arizona to help plan a church. And so sold our house in, uh, in Chicagoland, in, in Lake Villa, Illinois, sold it, and then got in, packed up my whole family, got into a moving truck. Patty is flying in the air. I have a 26-hour drive down to Phoenix. Um, I had set up a job. Uh, the church couldn't afford to pay me, but I set up a job uh, to do construction for, um, or to be kind of a foreman that would oversee projects that this, you know, this is during the boom, it's go, you know, construction is like going off. I've got construction background. And so I was going to be like a supervisor, a foreman, making sure the projects get done. And so we're in the moving truck, we're on our way down, and um, I find out that the company that was hiring me as I'm on my way down to Arizona, I was supposed to start like three days after I got there, decided that they no longer needed my services. So at this point, Patty and I had already purchased a house down in Arizona. It was being built. We were going to be in a rental. And I'm like sitting here going like, wait a second. This is not how this was supposed to be to go down. Right. This is not the plan. As I'm going down, I'm supposed to roll in. I'm supposed to have a job. It's all supposed to work out. And that's not the case. So I literally hit the ground with my family in Arizona without a job without a job without knowing like having any income and I start going into like husband provider freak out mode and as we look at this passage we're like hey god like stuff like that's not supposed to go down right no 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 it's not supposed to work out that way i'm supposed to do all the right things that you want me to do and then everything works out it just goes according to plan i think so often this is how we use this passage we love this verse we love this verse we put it on coffee cups right we love it on a bumper sticker right it's one of those things that you hear on christian radio that they just toss out there without any explanation of what it really is you know you hear people uh, flippantly use this passage we flaunt it around like a shiny item without really understanding how sacrificial this passage really is and here's the here's the thing My hope, my desire is to take some of these passages that we have just so flippantly used in our culture and in our lives and really bring this convicting truth that I have come to wrestle with. I I am telling you, I used to flaunt this passage around, toss it around like it was a shiny little thing. So as I say that, I'm not just saying that to you. I'm saying I have lived my life this way. And if I'm honest, as a result of not truly understanding what this passage is about, I show up in Arizona going, what the heck? Or I show up in a hospital room when my son is sick and going, what the heck? And jobs that don't go according to what the heck. That's not what you promised. That's not what you said. I, I, I was thinking about it like this. It's like the immaturity of a newlywed couple. 
in thinking it's all about their personal benefits as they get married, as they're newlyweds. And I'll tell you this, that couple, and if you are that couple, you are heading for tons of trouble. I spend lots and lots of times with people who are hurting in their marriages, and a lot of it starts from this way of thinking. It's only, here's the thing, it's only when we start serving the other person that we, re, that we realize what marriage is all about. A lot of people, as they approach the relationship with each other, it, it becomes this, what are you going to do for me? And so what we naturally do is we roll that into our relationship with God and we go, well, it works like this in my human relationships. It must like, work like this on a divine level as, as well. And so that's why we read this passage this way. And what I'd like to say is this, this passage is not look at all that God is going to bless me as a result of following. Look at all he's going to hook a brother up with as a result of following. Nope, 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 nope. This passage has everything to do with sacrifice and service. I would love to help reframe this passage in that context. You see, because the reality is we've all tried to westernize this passage. Maybe not all of us, but a vast majority of us have westernized this passage to accommodate our American dreams, which if we're really honest, God's not concerned about, right? He's not concerned about our westernized materialistic dreams. He's got something so much more for us than And only then, as he wants us to submit our dreams and our wills and our desires, it's then and only then that every situation, both good and bad, that we encounter in this life uh, work together for good. It's, it's It's like coming to God and going, listen, I don't want to micromanage the way you do things. And I don't want to be so myopic to say it's only good when things are good, right? Because it's like this. I remember when uh, Cooper was sick, our son, um, if you haven't listened to other episodes, our son um, had leukemia. And um, when he was eight years old, he survived. He's 16 now. Praise be to God. Honestly, praise be to God. But I remember people tossing around the term, and that's why I think I was hesitant on the front end, tossing around the term blessed. I'm just blessed. I'm so blessed and blessed. And what I realized is that as people were saying that, I started feeling like, well, wait a second. Am I cursed? Am I cursed because my son is sick? Have I done, you know, we have this internal, have I done something wrong? Have I opposed God that he's brought this really difficult situation in my life? And then in the context of this passage, just feeling like, wait a second, is he, is he working all things together for good in this? Because it doesn't feel like that. So you, you, because we've been, we've framed up life with these lenses that leave us so discouraging. And God's like, you're missing it. Like Paul's like, no, 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 that's not, that's not what it is because there's a purpose in there according to his will, his purpose. And if we can all just get honest for a moment, we struggle with the will of God. And so we create our own will and we go bless that. 
bless that version of what I think we should do, because I don't know if I like what you're calling me into, like other passages and podcasts that we've gone through. Like, I don't know if I like the past passage that talks about in this world, you will suffer. I don't know if I want that to be a part of the plan. I don't know if I want that to be a part of you working all things together for good. I don't I, I don't I don't know if I can deal with that, you know, because there's this consumeristic urge that, hey, listen, everything's going to go fine at some point. And what we realize as we look at the example of Jesus, as we pull back, uh, you know, and if you start reading through the, the Gospels, you'll find like Mary and Joseph had a pretty good life until Jesus showed up. And I don't mean that in a sacrilegious way at all. What I'm saying is they were a couple betrothed to be married. And then the spirit of God comes upon Mary and she gets pregnant and everything gets hard. And then they go running for their lives and the king is after them. And they have to, they have to reallocate, they have to pick up their homes and reestablish themselves in Egypt. And I mean, it's just like hard. And we're like, wait, wait, wait. I thought Jesus rolls into the scene and everything gets easier. And if you read the biblical narrative, I mean, the disciples, they, they die. Like the disciples, they die. Jesus dies. And so we have to reframe uh, the way we think about following after Jesus in the context of sacrifice and service, because that's what Jesus did. If we look at Jesus, he's the perfect example of this. And as he hangs on the cross in Isaiah 53, 10, this passage just, it rocked me that it pleased God to crush him. That's what it says. And we may look at this and go, wow, that, that, that feels really cruel until we realize that Jesus laid down his life for others. And he's calling us into that same mysterious sacrificial life because it's God's plan and it's what is most important and it's what he's inviting you and I into. Not this just consumeristic white picket fence theology, but a theology that says, no matter what happens, you get the glory. And so when I'm moving after the will of God, naturally, all things are coming together in the way that he's designed it, because my heart and my soul are aligned with the God of the universe, which I, I can abandon myself and say, whatever you want, Jesus says, not my will, but yours be done. That's where all things start working together for, for those to good, to those who love him, for God's purpose and his glory. And so the thing I've been working through is this idea that loving God is about laying down your plans and not controlling them, like literally laying down your lives, laying down your plans and not controlling them. So the question I've been working through is this, what are you afraid to lay down in order for God to use for his good and his glory? for his purpose so that those things can really work together in the way that he's planned. Like, what is that for you? What is that for me? And so I hope to reframe this passage in a way that you would see it in the con- in, in light of Jesus's uh, service and sacrifice uh, to you and I in, the, in commissioning us to do the same. Father God, you are our life. 
and you are our future. Teach us to trust you with all we have. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.